need to sound angrier, Tom. When you're when you're angrier, you sound clearer. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Pirate Cast, mateys. Let's do this. Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today is Thursday, October 5th, 2023, and we're your hosts, Tanapod, Zach Mayer, and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hi, hi gentlemen. gentlemen. And this, dear listener, is Quest 309. Who are the greatest science fiction composers? Zach, this was inspired by a meme that you dropped into our <laughs> chat. And so I'm going to do well. the funniest thing anyone can and read a funny image t- to the viewer, because that's how jokes work. Yes. When you try watching a sci-fi space movie that doesn't have John Williams music, would you like to... Raul, would you care to describe the picture? Well, I gotta find the picture first. <laughs> Where are you, picture? I it's, see a Steam Deck. I see... Wait, which one is it? Is it this one? Which one is it in? It's in you, topics, Quest Topics. Quest Topics. I was not prepared for to open up Slack. I see Spider-Man yelling, Mother of God, it's all tournament There we go. I'm so sorry. I was not prepared, but I'm never prepared. You were not prepared. All right, well, gentlemen, I have to bail early, so this is going to be a quick podcast, because, dear listener, I'm pampering myself and going to get a fucking massage, because my back is sore. Hell yeah. Yeah. Why is your back sore? Because I'm approaching 40. No, it's not even that bad, to be honest, thankfully. I've had way worse... So, uh, but, but it is good to spoil yourself, so it is. kudos for that. Mm, the pampering. All right, gentlemen, I used ChatGPT, as you do, to generate a list of the top 10 science fiction composers. Are we ready to, uh, to do the standard game here? Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm going to know the names of these composers, I promise. This is going to be the Zack spaceship thing all over again. Is there is there no listicle to cheat off of this time? No, there's no, there's no listicle to cheat off. I will have no shame. Fucking nouns, man. Like, yeah, no. If it's not John Williams, I, I don't know who it could possibly be. Well, there's ten of them. Maybe one of them is John Williams. Is it Randy <laughs> fucking Newman? Randy Newman. Uh, well, gentlemen, before we get started, we have to make a quick pit stop. Zack... My darling, I oh yeah, hanging it up for your love, babe. It's time for the romance update from Baldur's Gate Three. Zach, how's it going? I fucked a devil. Love, <laughs> Fuck. So what you're saying is what you're saying is you were very horny, or they were. Yeah, horny. I was. I was. No, I I had sex with an incubus and it stole my face. Um. <laughs> I needed to do that so that I could break the contract that I had with another devil. Um, and I'm currently in a face-off, but I'm with that guy. Uh, but yeah, I uh... and and my my long term my long term bay uh, dicks out for Shadowheart. Wait, is that sexual harassment? It might be. Um, yeah, Shadowheart does not care that I'm. <laughs> literally boating everything across the plains <laughs> look i'm not gonna kink shame you know you guys are in a uh poly- was it, is that polyamorous i don't i can never remember the words i don't know i mean does i it even don't count know i've been a really? video if game they're they know what's going on anyway they're always watching right. so it's fine yeah everything's good yeah if i so hmm, 
I, I don't know it, how much I want to spoil it for anybody, but there is a big, big bad. It's exceptionally large. Um, you get to make and, love to it. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm going to be a little disappointed if I don't get the option to romance that thing at Roll this the dice. point. I do have a sound effect for that. We do. Yay! <laughs> All right, well, Zach, thank you for the romance update. Uh, keep us apprised of how the devil incubus loving goes down by the fire. I don't know. I just wanted to play Barry White. Okay? My darling. Fun fact. It's the second devil that I've had sex with. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right, gentlemen. Top 10 science fiction composers. Number 10. I guess I'm just going to read the full description and we'll see how this goes. This electronic music group contributed to the soundtracks of science fiction oh. films like Thief, Risky Business, and Legend. Come on. There's only one. It's Daft Punk. Oh, oh. No! It's not? Correct. It's not Daft Punk? Believe it's the it or not, only Daft electronic Punk music group this. that's made sci-fi uh, soundtracks. The no, only they did one They did try. Wait, what was, the, what was the movie that they said they did? Thief, Risky Business, and Legend. I don't think that I've seen any of those. See, so... I like Legend, hence I would know this one. Ruli, any guess? Oh, I have no clue. Not I Am Legend? Green Dream. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I vaguely remember hearing that this person did movie stuff. It's, I think it's a full band. I don't know if it's a person or if it's a person that goes by. And I don't know. You're a person. Yeah. No, no believe it or not, Zach, um, Daft Punk is not on this list. And to your point, they should be. Why would you tell fuck? him that? I want all his points. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we can just we can just bang through these because uh, if we want to talk about the movies, we absolutely can. All right. Number nine. This person is known for his work on Back to the Future Trilogy, Contact, and The Abyss. I like all these films. Fuck, I don't know. Von Zimmer? That's the only other name I can think of. Incorrect. Really, any guess? John Williams? <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, because like we should all know... Um, uh, the like back to the future composer we all know the song we can hum it we can sing it you'd think i would know the abyss but i don't this is alan silvestri now i know that name but i'm, I'm kind of like wow i can't believe i didn't know what they were associated with i've never heard that name before really? i've never heard that name either but tom this <gasps> I, I, i'm guessing this is from your like watching movie commentary type things that talk about the films that they probably name drop another him him a couple times but yeah, I'm not a broad nerd, but I'm a deep nerd. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Number eight. This individual composed the memorable score for Lord of the Rings Trilogy, which, while fantasy, has elements of science fiction. ChatGPT, you are fucking hallucinating again. What? Uh, gosh, I feel like I should know this one. I wish I had a song um, for Lord of the Rings. God, who did the Lord of the Rings score? God damn it. God damn it. John Williams. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. This guy keeps saying it it's all this time. <laughs> <laughs> eventually. Uh, Howard Shore. God damn it. I knew it. I knew it was a Howard. I was I was stuck on Howard Stern. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not it. Incorrect on Howard Stern. <laughs> yep. Uh, 
Yeah, man. Um, I don't know why it's a science fiction thing. Again, I think ChatGPT is hallucinating, but you know. Well, say it gets it's nerd cultures cross pollinated. <laughs> All right, the next one, man. Someone had better get. This individual composed music for Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, and Avatar, both of which are significant science fiction films. Thanks, ChatGPT. I didn't know they were significant or science fiction. Uh, John Williams? <laughs> uh, no. No. I think I know this one. Is it James Horner? He did a bunch yes. of Yes! <clears throat> yes! Get Woo! fucked! James Horner, which he has a bit of a controversy, I guess, in that he, um... People say he kind of reuses his own themes, like Wrath of Khan has a lot of similarities to the Alien soundtrack. But I don't know, he's got great shit, like I'm not complaining. Yeah, I don't see what's wrong with that, they're both good. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, brah. 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 I have nothing else to add. Moving on, number six. This individual has worked on various science fiction films, including Mars Attacks and Men in Black. Ooh, I got this one. You got this one? The only one I know. Danny Elfman. Yes! Woo! Nice. You got this. Yeah, which is funny because these are not the films that I associate him with. I actually yeah, did was... know he did Mars Attacks, but like this is I don't associate him with these. Yeah, I was Mars waiting Attacks. for like the Beetlejuice name drop or something. Yeah. Not science Amazing. fiction. Amazing. Would you would you count Batman as science fiction? Because he's the I most mean... sciencey of the superheroes. I guess. If you count Lord it, of the Rings as science fiction, then yes. <laughs> yes, it he is did, a movie yes. with people he in it. He did Justice League, too. That's sort of sci-fi-ish. Wait, did he do Justice League? He did Justice League. I mean, there, there's a fucking cyborg I think he in did that, Justice so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it counts. All right. Yeah. Well, Man Black is more sci-fi, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, hey, we have reached the middle of the pack, so you know what that means. Gentlemen. After these messages... Ruly, I put you on the spot last time, which means I'm going to put you on the spot again. Who's our sponsor for this? (laughs) Our sponsor is uh, Google Search. I typed in film composers and got a nice little grid of uh, three by, let's just say, seven list of names. Who is A.R. Ronman, Thomas Newman, Jerry Goldsmith, James Warner? I don't know who any of these people are, but at least they're (laughs) names that you're saying. So at least I know Google kind of sort of works. I just didn't didn't bother to see what movies they actually made. So. This is an ad for the inferior product, because if you were using ChatGPT, you just have my list. I know, but I feel like that's a little bit of cheating. I, I was I was really thinking of making that list, but I will not. Oh, I will, no, it's, it's fucked. I will at least have some cheat sheet just to give me some crutch, but it's not helping. Woo! Moving on, number five. Wait, oh, I just, I just clicked the wrong button. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> number five. This uh, this is famous for his iconic score for Blade Runner, which helped define the cyberpunk aesthetic of film and video game, as we've discussed previously on the podcast. Blade Runner, shit. Um, See, I didn't know this was a he. I thought this was a band. But again, either ChatGTB is hallucinating or I'm wrong. Both are equally uh, valid options. Okay. And it's, and it's not Hans Zimmer? It is not Hans Zimmer. I'm not even going to give you a Darth Vader on that one. Shit. Because uh, Hans Zimmer did the new Blade Runner, I think. That might be true. 2049, I'm not sure. The new Blade Runner. Uh, fuck. Two, I don't know. One. I'm 
trying to think of composer <clears throat> names now. Vangelis. Well, again, I thought this was a band. I didn't actually think Who? this was uh, a he. But yeah, Vangelis. I don't know. I, again, I just love Blade Runner, so I knew that. Of course you did. <laughs> Vangelis, like with a V, with a V as in Victor. We as in Victor. We. Oui. That was French. Greek electronic musician Vangelis. Yeah. Oh, he's Greek. Okay. Oh, well, there you and go. His, and his name is Evan, Evangelos. Well, Evangelos Odysseus. I'm going to give myself I'm not even going to try and say that third name. <laughs> Papathanasio. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Anybody who's listening who knows Greek. I, it's all Greek to me. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. I need to put the hi hat on the soundboard. Uh, no, this is what I sound like every time I go into an interview and I pronounce someone's name wrong like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. All right, moving on. This is a name I did not know, so uh, there's your hint. While primarily known for his work in westerns, this individual also composed the haunting score for John Carpenter's The Thing, a classic science fiction horror film. Is that... I would have slaughtered the name. What is it? Ennio Morrison? Holy crap! Yes! I'm just going to keep giving you more data pumps. How did you know that? Because you said westerns, and he's like the the good, the bad, the ugly guy. He's like the spaghetti western guy. Wait, is he? I, I think so. I'm like 90% sure. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that the Thing composer was the same guy who did, um, yeah, Sergio Leone's uh, uh, Man With No Name trilogy. Yeah, wow. Did not know that. Which actually, what's funny about this could is I knew that John Carpenter, air quotes, composed the opening track, the the synth doo-doo, doo-doo. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even think there was a different composer on this, and there is. And if you're right, this guy's fucking awesome. Yeah, you know, okay, he did the good, bad, and the ugly. Like, he's done a lot of stuff, yeah. Wow. He's, he's one of the composers that I actually know. He is, he is getting the full applause right there. Okay, if, I could, <laughs> if you could stop playing the applause now, I would appreciate it. <laughs> I'm still getting better at no. the soundboard. The soundboard okay. is enthused. <laughs> it's, very, it's a very enthusiastic board. Okay. Uh, top three. Are you ready for this? Another clip I need on the fucking soundboard. Okay, number three. This is known for his work on Inception. Blade Runner 2049. Oh, well, there's our answer. Interstellar. All of which have strong science fiction elements. Did you know Interstellar had science fiction elements? It's Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Yes! Yes! This is correct. You know what's funny? I don't know why, but when I hear the name Hans Zimmer, the first thing I think of, and this is so stupid and terrible, dear listener, don't write angry tweets at us, despite I don't write angry I know exactly what you're going to say. I don't, I don't do that shit. I, I think of his name, and I think of The Last Samurai. <laughs> oh. Oh, weird. I it's was thinking of Hans soundtrack. Gruber. I just don't know why I think that way. Whenever I think of Hans Zimmer, I think of Hans Gruber, and I see Alan Rickman <laughs> falling out of the tower. Oh, that's a that's a handsome thing to think of right there. Yeah, I don't see how that would be offensive to anybody. Ruli, who do you associate on Zimmer with? Did Ruli drop? Did we lose him? Is he gone? No, I have a, I have a crying child at the moment. Give me like thirty seconds. Ah, okay. He's. <laughs> do you have was the, the, was the score so moving that your child just started crying, like out of just swelling emotion? It was just beautiful. You need you need the oh, Jeopardy theme too. Yeah. What now? What about the Jeopardy thing? Play the Jeopardy theme. 
You need 30 seconds. Just oh, do, shit. Do, do. Yeah. I took that off she's, the soundboard to instead put in this other she's background gonna okay. music. She's going she's gonna to hang out with me while, while I record. And she's going to be quiet. <laughs> as quiet as possible. <laughs> Let's welcome to the stage. Wait, I don't know which child this is, actually. Say hi, Sophia. Say hi, hi Sophia. Sophia. She can't hear you because I have the headphones on. She's going to be on. All right. Uh, moving on, number two, and again, gentlemen, if we don't get these, we're sad. Just sad. Blank composed <laughs> the scores for numerous science fiction films, including Star Trek The Motion Picture, Alien, and Total Recall. John Williams? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, and it's not, uh, it's not Horner, so it must be the other Goldsmith. Jerry. Jerry Goldsmith. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Man, I know a lot more of these than I thought I did. Goldsmith. How do you know all these things? We're nerds. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I always think of um, the, uh, the, the what's his name? Um, the producer. The gold, gold oh, something or yeah. other. Who, oh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Goldsman? Goldsman? Eva, Eva, Akiva, Akiva Goldsmith? Akiva Goldsmith, yes. There you go. Thank you. There you go. I, I found the clip. Ready? No! <laughs> <laughs> yes, Akiva Goldsman is the one that I was thinking of, uh, but it's not him. It's uh, the Goldsmith, Jerry. All right, well, well, Sophia is here. Let's uh, let's have a little fun before we get to number one. Let's uh, Let's do a thing. Hey, dear listener. This is another entry in the unfortunately recurring segment, the QQ cast rambles. So three, two, one, let's jam. Gentlemen, the writer's strike is over. Woo! Oh, yeah, they that's got a thing that happened, wasn't it? They got a bunch of concessions. Yay! I think they got all think... the concessions they wanted. They got also... they got basically everything they asked for. But it's also everything they were asking for like six months ago. So I know. like yeah. nothing changed, which is good, but No, it's perfectly reasonable. They should have just And it just took the other month, side should have caved sooner. <laughs> yeah, it took right. six months for the people with all of the money to be perfectly reasonable. So my question to you guys isn't even about the the strike and what they got, and I'm glad they got all of it. That is just two thumbs all the way up for me. My question is, hey, 2023 has been awesome, right? We've gotten, like, amazing films. We've gotten amazing TV shows. We've gotten amazing video games. How unbelievably fucked are we in 2024 and beyond? Well, the answer to that may be significantly. Um, You know, it was uh, six months of striking, right? And that delayed a bunch of things. But um, I... I don't know. I see a slowdown in a bunch of different spots, and one of the more significant ones that is kind of a bellwether for me because it's always been so consistent. Uh, Nvidia pushed their production cycle back about six months, which puts them in an 18 month, an 18 to 20 month cycle this time, which means there will be no new Nvidia GPUs in 2024, likely, unless it's the very, very end. When, and when that did we has switch from talking about the writer strike to talking about Nvidia. I should have played this clip. <laughs> so that has implications in media, mostly video games, but it's also the hardware that studios use to do their special effects. So if there are no new Nvidia GPUs being produced, then there is no new hardware that's, you know, calling next gen 
for all of the special effects artists that are being, well, you know, overworked as well. well to I'm be sure. honest, though, I, I, yeah, that's a perfect segue because I'm pretty sure that at least some of the VR groups were going on strike as well. I don't know if it was like video games or one of the Marvel like visual. The, the Marvel VFX people. Uh, well, yeah. Disney, the Disney VFX groups are going on strike. Yeah, so um, there's a whole lot of striking going on, and more more power to the people on that. But yeah, I think yeah. I think those people will have more impact than the uh, Nvidia folks. Um, but yeah, like I said, as... it's just kind of like a bellwether for me. Like I look at that and see, oh, this might be a broader trend. Yeah, but as far as like things going south, like from my understanding there were like other countries that already have kind of sort of close to what the, what is it? SAG and the AGG. I forget the, all the acronyms. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think there's like some countries that had like a similar thing. Like, I don't think it was all of them, obviously like not like Korea or anything like that. Cause I know the dude that did squid games got like zero residuals. Um, I know. But I mean, I, I think like, at least American culture is a little bit more apt for international content these days. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be like Narcos something something or some Korean show that's going to fill the void for a little while. And and I mean, worst comes to worst, I think everyone has a backlog of content that's probably like years and years. So oh, that's fucking true. there's no <laughs> yeah, new fine. stuff. But to be honest, I'm glad that if there's any tapping the brakes on new stuff because I cannot keep up. So... It might be welcome. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, you're you're making me play the applause sound. That's wow. That is a really good point. Like a slowdown in the onslaught of content would not be totally unwelcome, and it comes on the back of very good reasons. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. No, the SAG after strike and the the other the other like entertainment industry strike uh that was looming you know like i said i think it was either vsx vfx or something else in that wheelhouse um but just across the board like starbucks folks and other retail outlets a bunch of factory not factory uh warehouse workers were starting to unionize um yeah no it's uh it's a red wave in the best way the redneck wave the original redneck wave uh Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, uh, gentlemen, last spot. Number one, I can't believe you guys haven't guessed this name yet. I just, it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking. Because this individual is one of the most iconic film composers in history, known for his work on many science fiction classics, including, and this is a little, I don't actually haven't heard of this one, Star Wars and Close what? Encounters of the Third Kind. No way. One man can't do all of that. Who could it um, be? Um, can I take a guess? Is, is it just John Phillips Booth? He's a composer, right? <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! It's John Buck Williams. Obviously, everyone knew this, dear listener. You're not shocked. <laughs> no, nobody's no. shocked that the top number one spot is John Williams. It's always John. It's John Williams all the way down. <laughs> Pretty much. But you know what John Williams didn't do? He didn't do this. Ooh, who did that? I, you know, I don't actually know who did Mando, but it's fucking fantastic is what it is. The Lorian soundtrack composer, Ludwig Göransson. Well, I like that name. 
All right. He's got long hair. He's Swedish. Ludwig? Okay. I yes. That. All right, Ludwig gentlemen. Beethoven? What? Zach, thank Thank you so much for uh, coming up with this topic accidentally, I think, but uh, it was it was fun and really easy to power. Thank you, ChatGPT. Thank you so much. All right, gentlemen, oh. want to get to the news? Yeah. Let's do it. Good news, everyone. Great news, everyone. Bad news, everyone. Uh-oh, I don't like the sound of that. You are? So we already talked about the strike being over, and yet now Disney VFX workers uh, vote unanimously to unionize. So, well, okay, they're unionizing. I guess I don't know that they're going on strike or not. So maybe I'm wrong about that. But but yeah, so okay, we already kind of talked about that. So I got some other stuff in here that I just think is hilarious. Okay, Zach, we talk about Star Trek a lot, and that is on Paramount+. Plus. So this, I didn't even click into the article. I just saw the title and was like, man, I want to mention this on the podcast because I don't understand the world that we live in anymore because I'm old. Paramount releases Mean Girls for free on TikTok in 23 parts. Ooh, I... That's I the, the theory amazing. that I heard was that it's a um, slap in the face for the negotiable contract stuff that they just did because guess who doesn't have to get paid residuals okay. if they're only showing a um, two, you know, 30-second part of a movie or whatever, so... Not the people in the movie, not the writers. Yeah, fuck that shit. That is... God, I hope that's not true. Burn, burn this mother down! Honestly, it's a little hilarious, and I think that it is as much of as much as anything else. Because this isn't like the only movie on TikTok or show on TikTok. There are whole swaths of accounts that post nothing but clips and segments of shows and movies and whatnot, um, and they'll often do them in uh, like a staggered order. Like they might be doing two or three at a time and so their videos will be kind of staggered out and they'll release them over the course of a few days and part of that is just because uploading shit to TikTok is kind of tedious that way but uh, it's also it, it, in the same way that it was on YouTube skirting copyrights right? So I think this as much as all of those other accounts uh, calls out TikTok for their content moderation policy with respect to copyrighted material not to say that i'm necessarily in favor of them being more heavy-handed about it uh but man what a dick move if that's the case yeah fuck that shit i almost makes me feel bad that i even mentioned it because i'm giving free publicity to you know not every everything is connected so <laughs> no one no one watch mean girls for free on tiktok don't watch anything on nobody nobody's going to nobody's going to watch the whole movie back to back end to end uh on tiktok somebody might catch a clip and see a part of that film that they enjoyed a bunch more people might see bits of the film that have no meme ability and wonder what the fuck this account is wasting their time for so i don't know it seems like hey really how much you want to bet this is Zach covering for his ass? What 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 part do you think he's on? He's on the teens yet? <laughs> God, Heather, stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> hey, mean, mean Girls is a good movie, so it is a funny movie. Uh, okay, next up here I have, and again, I didn't even bother clicking in. I just thought the the title was funny. Tom Hanks warns fans to beware 
of a dental plan ad featuring an AI version of him. So the lovable Tom Hanks is being AI'd into commercials. It begins. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that too. It's it's mildly terrifying. Um, I didn't actually see the ad, which I kind of don't want to, to kind of just feed that beast, but also I really want to see the ad. So if it can show up on TikTok or something, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't even TikTok. All right, moving on. Uh, let's see here. I got, I got two more that are kind of media related, so let's stick to those. Here's why fans are convinced Taylor Swift will appear as Dazzler in Deadpool 3. Again, I'm not going to read these reasons. I don't actually care. I just think it's hilarious. What Taylor Swift is running the biggest concert thing ever in the history of, like, mankind or some shit. And people think she's going to go cameo in Deadpool 3. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I'd be cool with it. But no, it's not going to happen, y'all. I don't understand. This is a woman who boosted ticket sales by, like, 60% because she went to a football game. Um, Yeah. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna doubt it necessarily. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is a billionaire. He could pay her yeah. to show up just because he knows that would bring in the box office numbers. Yeah. Well, oh, and fuck. somebody. Fuck! It's somebody, fucking brilliant. She's the most popular person in the country, and she boosts the economy of every place that she visits. Why wouldn't that also include the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I love abusing the soundboard. I don't know. Ruli, will you go see Deadpool 3 only if Taylor Swift is in it? No, I mean, I'm going to see it anyways, but uh, <laughs> is, is is Snope still a thing? Because it just totally just facts checks all the things. It's it's not happening. So, oh, okay. wah, wah. Well, fine. Sad We're fine. Way to ruin all of our Swifty fun. All right. Last headline I have here is, gentlemen, it is the end of an era. Netflix mails its final DVD to customers. That's it. It's over. It's streaming only. Well, welcome, welcome to Yay. Gamefly. Welcome to Gamefly. <laughs> oh yeah, Gamefly. Oh <laughs> fuck. Is Redbox still a thing? Does Redbox, oh, Redbox exist? Is still a thing. Redbox Gamefly is, is still a thing. I think I think they started to pivot more into movies now that Netflix went away. I mean, um, makes sense. I I'll see if I can find the thread, but I'm probably not going to send it. I'm just I'm I'm completely lying, so I'm going to go off memory. Um, somebody was just mentioning that is. Is there more choice at, you know, old school blockbuster video than there is in streaming today, right? Because I think they were guesstimating that, like, a blockbuster may have, let's just say, like, 5,000 individual titles. They may not, you know, they can't do the scale-out thing where they can't have, you know, 5,000 people rent the same thing at the same time. But, like, they have the variety there. And just trying to crunch the numbers and see, like, well, what does Netflix have? What does Amazon have? And... I don't know. Like, I, I, it, there is a lot of back and forth because you can spin it however you want. But there are some video stores. We're talking about, like boutique video stores that have way more than any of the streaming services. So it, it is, it is this weird loss because like, Why? there's just so many things you can't get on Netflix streaming that were available on Netflix. Well, so, so. okay, I would never have guessed that an individual standard blockbuster would have more in its stores than Netflix has in its streaming catalog. However, I do know for a fact you're right. A lot of things uh, never come to streaming platforms for legal rights, so you couldn't get them anyway. Uh, there are things that are disappearing off of streaming platforms. Hi, Star Trek Prodigy. How are you? Um, well, even, even the content, right? Like, do you like you remember all the buzz when was it Evangelion was coming to Netflix? And then everyone was like, what happened to the, the credit sequence? Why is this not playing Fly Me to the Moon? What is going on here? 
Oh, because they couldn't get, like, the Sinatra rights or some yeah, shit? Yeah, of course they couldn't get the rights. No. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know. I... I, I don't know. I do... I, again, I know I'm an old man. I love to yell at the cloud. But I also am like, I don't know, guys. I like physical stuff. Like, I buy my physical Switch games. Uh, I guess maybe I'm a hypocrite because I like my Steam Deck. But, like, it is weird when shit just goes away and it's like, you can't pay for this. You can't have it. It's like, but it exists. It's it's right there. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird world we live in. And I think ultimately it is, you know, a better world than when we had fucking blockbusters. But it's still, it's got some quirks. Yeah, yeah. I think the, no, the other it... fun one that I saw today was um, Six Feet Under, which is an HBO show, is leaving Max and going to Netflix. And everyone's like, why is it not on Max or HBO, whatever incarnation that it is? Like, it, make it make sense. What? Um, HBO Max show is on Netflix. What's the deal with that? <laughs> And I'm sorry, Zach, I totally cut you off. So <laughs> No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, it's just, like, content rights and shit like this have been so slow to get with the fucking times uh, that it's just created this world where it's it's you, everybody wants things to be... Everybody wants justice, whatever that means to them from their <laughs> perspective as a content creator or as a consumer, and those ideas of what justice is clash and we haven't resolved that and it doesn't look like we're ever going to so our whole world is just this mishmash of what seemed fair in one case applied everywhere if by fair you mean what makes the most money for a few that is correct yes 100 <laughs> percent. i'm trying to remember the name of the service dollars. that um it crashed and burned but it was basically like um like Arrow. Y'all remember Arrow, the TV service, right? No, no, I don't remember this. Okay, so it was, it was similar to Arrow where like had like this like physical medium aspect to it. So like, I think it was Arrow. I may be getting the name wrong, but that was like the, the company that like would rent you a little mini TV antenna so you could basically stream um, local cable, you know, local broadcast stuff to your phone or whatever, right? And they, they lost that big uh, Supreme Court lawsuit or whatever. Um but I could have swore that there was some group that they basically had like a million DVD players and they're like, we'll put this DVD into this DVD player for you and we will stream it to you so you can see whatever DVD you want. You know, God, so I, sophisticated, sophisticated ridiculous carousel system, whatever, just to stream that one DVD. So the license was yours. No one else was watching that DVD. It was accounted for, yada, yada, yada. That's like one um, of those clever programmer solutions. Yeah, yeah. And, and like yeah. all clever programming solutions. It didn't scale. They went under. Oh, shit. It, it, it's old, so... Um, maybe that'll right. make a comeback. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, right. All right, gentlemen, uh, we have got to do trailers because I have got to get out of here. Coming soon to a cinema near you. In a land that... No, in a land. In a time. Nah, I don't think so. In a land before time. Yep, yep, yep. Channel, Tom, link to YouTube.com. So there was a handful of other trailers that I thought might be cool to watch, but then I just previewed them, and I'm like, this would be so boring just to hear us, like, listen to Laura Croft's bow shoot for 60 seconds. So instead, I'm linking to something that is a show I haven't watched in four of their seasons. Zach, what are we watching? Uh, Lower Decks? Did you click the link? I didn't click shit. Lol. 
Ruli, what are we watching? Rick and Morty, Pipe, Season 7, Efficient Trailer, Pipe, Adult Swim. And this was a big deal because it unveiled the new voice actors, replacing Justin Roiland. Spoilers, I they, they sound it, identical. Yeah, I mean, it, it revealed, I guess, the sound of them, but there's no name credit associated to it. Yep. All right, gentlemen, mute your soundboards so that I can uh, still hear the audio. And let's done and it. done. Press play done. in three. Oh, wait, Zach, you fucking ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. Hey, look, Morty, I'm a leg. A leg, Morty. Any progress? I found the version of me that killed my wife. You just missed it. Can I ask? I don't know. It so, looks like Rick and Morty to me. Yeah, yeah, hold on. One sec. Yeah, um, that's, that was some of the stuff that I was hearing, too. It was just like, it's Thursday? It looks like everything that's been done before, which, I mean, more of the good stuff is good, I guess. I suppose so. Have you guys kept up with Rick and Morty? Like I said, I haven't watched since season three. Let's find out. Yes. Rick does sound different, but, like, not so different that it's going to be jarring. They did the same thing with, uh, did you guys ever watch Solar Opposites? No, never did. I, oh, I did man. see the video of how they changed the voice, though. That was pretty hilarious. It was great. So why, why don't you explain it, Zach, for dear listener? Because that might be more entertaining than this trailer. <laughs> a rake situation. A rake situation. A rake situation. Um, so, uh, Solar Opposites. They've had the same cast characters for, like, I don't know how many seasons. And uh, one of the main guys in the season opener for this most recent one... Um, before he got a chance to speak, they shot him in the throat and then had to get the throat-fixing ray. They got the throat-fixing ray, applied it to his character, and uh, he comes back with, like, a British accent. And they're like, well, this is how he sounds now forever. I guess that's that's what I sound like from now on. Uh, and then there was a great fourth wall break with the other characters just, like, staring at the screen, slowly walking <laughs> off camera. All right, gentlemen, I got to go. So, uh, Ruli, pick the outro music and send me a link while I'm doing the outro, which I will do in the <clears throat> in the Morty voice. All right, you know, hey, dear listener, thanks so very much for joining us. But, you know, please always remember that, like, all views and opinions expressed in the podcast are representative solely of the Ricks expressing them, not of their friends, family, co-hosts, or co-workers, and not of their super, you know, insect overlords, uh, past, present, or future. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, you know. <clears throat> okay, I think I, I think I did that okay, actually. I think that worked out yeah, pretty well. that's pretty all right. Ruli, what are we going out on? Um, the Chipmunks version of Bad Romance, because I was trying to figure out what is the most horrible song that would go with with your horrible voice. Did you impression. Did you send me a link? No, I haven't found it yet. Hold up. Well, <laughs> fuck it. I'll edit it in. I have to go. All right. Gentlemen, thanks again. Channel. Thanks, Tom. Ruli. All right. To oh, now he, now he sends it over. <laughs> My fingers are slow. Damn it, it won't let me select the brow. You know what? Fuck it. Send it to me in Slack. Peace out! <laughs> QQ! I just got bored. Everybody out.